0: Hello, it is Thursday, July 9th. My name is Trent Reinsmith. I am the host of the Come On Now MMA podcast. Time for another edition. So yesterday I started out talking about Mike Perry and the video that emerged of him socking an older man in the head at a restaurant in Texas. The UFC has released a statement on 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 the altercation not really an altercation since the other guy didn't punch Perry he just Perry just punched him and here's what is said from the UFC and this is from Mark Romandi uh, at ESPN UFC is aware and troubled by the video that was released last night concerning Mike Perry. The conduct displayed by Perry is not reflective of that of of our organization. Perry apologized for his behavior and acknowledged he was disappointed with himself that his actions may have reflected poorly on UFC. He further acknowledged that he believes he has some issues related to alcohol abuse and has informed UFC that he has committed to immediately seek professional treatment, including substance and behavioral counseling. At this time, UFC has informed Perry that he will not be offered a bout, and the parties have agreed to evaluate next steps for Perry following the completion of his treatment program. So, this is an interesting statement, considering we got nothing of this sort when Conor McGregor threw a dolly through a bus window that contained UFC fighters and staff, and we got nothing of this nature when Conor McGregor punched a man in the head at a bar. All we got in those two cases was, well, the, the legal system took care of it. And McGregor was already punished, so what do you want us to do? It was more or less the answer that Dana White gave when McGregor was doing his stupid shit. So, I mean, obviously we all know why McGregor got a slap on the on the wrist and why Perry gets a reevaluation after completion of a treatment program and that's simply money. Perry is not the draw of Conor McGregor and so it's easy for the UFC to sacrifice him and that's exactly what they're doing here. So it makes the UFC look like they're acting when they obviously are acting selectively because they can do without Perry and they it doesn't matter if they piss Perry off. They know he will he will be available to fight if if required or asked and if they piss conor mcgregor off they know he can probably walk away from the sport so mcgregor gets a pass perry gets a kick in the ass and the ufc looks like they actually did something what now that part bothers me but that's the ufc business what what bothers me more is nowhere in this report Is there a mention that the UFC is going to pay for this treatment or even offer to subsidize this treatment? And that bothers me more because Dana White, during this whole COVID-19 pandemic, has more than once said that he cares so much about his fighters and staff. But when it comes time to take care of someone's mental health or a substance abuse issue, well, then that fighter's on their own, aren't they? This sport is... It can take a heavy toll. And we know that... And I'm not saying Perry's in this boat, but we know that some people participate in MMA because they know that this is the job they're good at and, you know, they don't like it, they don't enjoy it, but they're good at it and they know they can make decent money at it. Obviously, I'm speaking of Nick Diaz who has more than once said that he does not particularly enjoy fighting. He just has to do it because it's his job. Um, And like I said, I don't know if Perry's in that boat. I don't think he is. I don't know if he has that kind of self-awareness. But if someone has a substance abuse problem or a uh, mental health problem, the UFC should offer some kind of help, monetary help, to get these people um, the treatment they need. The sport takes a big toll on your body, on your mind, and it can be hard to deal with. And the UFC's pay is not that good, and someone like Mike Perry, who has said that he owes owes a lot of money in taxes and probably doesn't have much liquidity, is not going to be in a position probably where he can afford to get As much treatment as he might need and the UFC's insurance that's not going to cover this because that only covers injuries during training camps doesn't cover anything else as far as I know so I've asked the UFC about this before if they offer uh, substance abuse help and mental health help paid and I, I didn't get an answer I suspect they didn't get an answer because Like this story, it doesn't mention it. So I don't think that's an option. It should be. And again, to beat this drum, this is something that could be negotiated with a fighters association. This should be, regardless of that, this should be something that the UFC offers anyway. It just should because, like I said, the sport can take a huge toll and because of that the UFC should offer to pay for, for this kind of help. If it doesn't, hopefully it'll step up and 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 think about doing it because it should. It, it would be the right thing to do. There was always a suspicion that The UFC was not forking out all the money for Fight Island. Uh, And we found out yesterday, I think it was yesterday or today, that those suspicions were correct. Um, And I would like to thank Robert Joyner who pointed this out, this story out. It's a story from. The, from sportsbusiness.com where more or less the UFC admits that they're not forking out any money for this for, for uh, the Fight Island events in Abu Dhabi and here is what the article says and it's an interview with Lawrence Epstein of the UFC. Um, The Abu Dhabi government is paying for the logistics of four events on Fight Island, including transport, testing, accommodation, training facilities, and catering. Asked whether it's also paying a hosting fee to the UFC on top of value in kind, Epstein said, it's definitely both. He continued the value in kind they've provided to put these events on is incredible something nobody else in the world could have done we're going to deliver them four events in us primetime generating a significant amount of exposure for yas yes yas island yas island hush and abu dhabi Uh, The primary goal of the Abu Dhabi Tourism Authority was to let the world know about all the great stuff going on in Abu Dhabi and Yazza Island. And the idea is that when the world goes back to normal, people can come and check out what they've seen. So, again, UFC is not paying for the logistics, transport, testing, accommodation, training facilities, or catering. So, more or less they are paying for the fighters salaries but the Abu Dhabi tourism board is also paying a site fee so you can probably bet that the fighters salaries are also being covered by that fee and more and the idea of this whole event was for the tourism board to partner with the UFC to show what it can do for other sports organizations. And the UFC the media that's traveling over there you can bet that they will not investigate this too deeply and try and figure out how much the UFC is actually getting paid for this or if there were any human rights violations in building up this uh, the infrastructure for this event, so they will be complicit, somewhat in generating PR for both Abu Dhabi and the UFC for this event, and that's that doesn't sit well with me. And hopefully, some of these people will at least do some digging and and speak up, but we know how that works the threat of losing your credentials and not being able to cover a live UFC event always outweighs i shouldn't say always often outweighs the journalism side of things for MMA media but this this report just confirmed what we what many people thought was true and now some people say, "Well, you should have known that, and we, we should have." And we, but, but we didn't have proof. Now we have proof. And so all this bullshit that Dana White spewed about you know, going out and getting a, an island and all this other shit, all lies. First of all, this isn't an island. Second of all, he's not paying for anything by the sounds of this. And in fact, he's making a profit above and beyond what ESPN's paying for these for the for the right to broadcast. So again, white white and the UFC paint him as some savior when really all this is is, is some kind of the same kind of business plan that the UFC would have with with anyone. It's like when they asked Hawaii to pay them $5 million to have an event there and, and Hawaii said that was more than the entire tourism budget for the year and they weren't going to pay it. And UFC hasn't been to Hawaii yet, have they? So this just, you know, it's just confirmation that we already are suspicious of almost everything Dana White says. So we should be even. I don't know if it's possible, but we should really be suspicious of everything Dana White says, and it should be checked into. Um, so, fact check. UFC not paying anything really for for the the quote unquote Bite Island events. So when. Jose Aldo's out here saying that now is not the right time to form a union well maybe it is because now you're getting cut out of all this money that the the Abu Dhabi tourism is paying the UFC you don't see that you don't see any of that so maybe it is the right time it's always the right time don't believe what the UFC is selling you. Fighters shouldn't believe it. Fans shouldn't believe it. Media shouldn't believe it. Investigate it. Get get as much proof as you can before you believe anything Dana White says. And this is just another example of that. I don't often agree with with Joe Rogan, but sometimes things happen, and you find yourself in the same boat with someone like Joe Rogan. Today was one of those days. So Rogan spoke up about the show and win bonus structure of pay in MMA, and what he said was, I don't think win bonuses incentivize those guys at the top level. Have you ever tried to not win? I think finish bonuses is not a bad idea, but I think it should be a bonus, not half your expletive purse. I would at least like to see someone come along with an alternative take on how fighters are paid, and we haven't really seen that. Well, come on now. Plenty of MMA media have offered alternatives to the show-and-win pay structure. The easy one is get rid of it. Pay everybody a flat rate. The money's already budgeted. The the fighters in the UFC are already getting the shaft on an 80%, 20% revenue split. The money's there. That's the easiest solution. And that's the solution that I would... That's one of the solutions I would I would like to see. The second solution is give fighters a salary for a yearly salary, whatever it is, thirty grand, fifty grand, in addition to the pay for the fights. That way, every fighter can train. Well, not every fighter, but most every most fighters would then be able to train as full time professional athletes. None of these things are going to happen because the UFC likes its pay structure because it keeps fighters poor. 80% revenue to the UFC, 20% to the fighters. No one's getting rich other than the UFC and and the UFC's ownership group. And that's not an accident. It's by design. So Rogan is right in, in that. The the pay structure is broken. He's wrong to say that no one has offered up an alternative. Just because the UFC won't listen to the alternative, or Rogan won't hear the alternative, doesn't mean it, it it's not there. It's there. Listen to the media. They've plenty of people have offered different ideas on how to fix the pay structure. But that fix is paying the fighters more. And we know that's the last thing the UFC wants to do. I would like to see Rogan actually speak up on this during a broadcast. He's shown at times that he can speak up and he's willing to speak up and go against the grain and against the UFC and, and this, this would be one that would really help the fighters if he would actually say this. Like, for example, say it at UFC 251. That would go a long way towards awareness of fans to just how bad fighters are, are being treated. Because fans usually tend to side with Dana White over the media. We know that. I don't know Why? they seem to think he's some kind of special special person but he is not and uh, yeah so maybe if Rogan spoke up that would carry some weight with these people and that would maybe help the fighters out I don't know I don't know but it would be it would go a long way it would go much further than, than Rogan saying this on his podcast if he said it during a UFC pay-per-view event hopefully that happens at at some point I've been meaning to talk about this all week but I couldn't really properly wrap my head around it but it's the end of the week so I'm gonna, gonna try to do so here so as everyone in MMA knows Habib lost his father um, two complications from COVID-19. And now the question is, is uh, what now? And Daniel Cormier spoke about it with Ara Hawani. And Cormier said, uh, here's his quote. I talked to the champ, my champion, our champion, AKA's champion. On Wednesday about everything. And he was having difficulties dealing with all this. The training makes him feel better. But it would be very difficult for the champ to fight under those circumstances. Now, I don't know what's going to happen. I really don't. It's such a big part of who he is. I don't know what he's going to be able to do without his dad. And so... It's a legitimate... I don't know if it's a concern. Because people handle these things in different ways but from all appearances and from what everybody said those two had a uh, a a very 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 strong bond and I don't and like Cormie I don't know I don't know what this is going to do to Habib um there's a chance, I, I believe there's a chance that, you know, maybe he, maybe this makes him l- not lose interest in fighting, but maybe this makes him feel that the time has come for him to further his father's legis- legacy over in, in Dagestan and and continue with what his father had established with training younger men and boys in, in MMA and in wrestling. Maybe this is, you know, to honor his father, this is what Habib does. He says, I'm going to step away from fighting and I'm going to concentrate on carrying on what my father had, had begun and that's i i think that could legitimately happen and i think that would be a great thing for habib and a great thing for his 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 country and his region and i think he could i think he could do it and with what his what his father established i think that would i have to believe that that would give him a great deal of pride and and pleasure to carry on what what his father began and so I don't really know I mean I'm kind of in the same boat as Cormier I mean I don't know I, you know obviously I don't know any of these people personally but I just kind of get that kind of feeling that that bond was something that was very special and and very strong and it's not going to be easy for him to, for Habib to just move past this. It's not. It's going to be very, I believe it's going to be very difficult. And if he's not 100% invested in in MMA he could just step away and you know full time train with younger younger or older fighters in in Dagestan and help them it would be a it would be a loss to MMA but I don't think that would be I think it would be a bigger gain for his country and for his for the for the people of Dagestan This is all just guessing, you know, but would I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if he stepped away from MMA permanently or for, for a, a long while. And if he does good for him, he, he has the money to, to probably live pretty comfortably and not have to fight and just train other folks. And I think he would be with all the knowledge he gained from his father, I think he would be great at it. So It's going to be it's going to bear watching and hopefully he comes out okay on the other side of this. And I think everyone needs to support him. No matter what his choice is. And... I think he'll make the right choice for him. And... uh, Yeah. I I think that's uh, all I have for... For tonight. But... It's kind of a weird... Weird uh, ending point. But I'm going to try and wrap it up on this one. And... uh, Until... Maybe uh maybe tomorrow, maybe next week, maybe sometime over the weekend. Uh, everyone stay safe and uh looking forward to UFC two fifty one because it's uh it's a hell of a fight card. All right.